are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Live we are. My name's Chris Denman. I'm Janet Reno. I'm Justin Waits. Don't ever fucking say your name on this podcast ever again. You looked at me, damn it. <laughs> I did. That's a cue. Welcome to We Are Live. We have a special guest joining us in studio at Shock City Studios. And no, it's not uh, Travis's third youngest sister. It's not, it's not his mother. They even, both passed. Might even, be. What? I don't even understand why people would want to bring that into the conversation. The great Chris Sear joins us here today for We Are Live, the Uncensored Podcast. What up, Chris? I don't like the implication that I'm not Travis's mother. It's you don't kind know of my rude. personal life. That's, I, that's true. <laughs> I, I assumed, and that happens in the black community yeah. too much. Check your privilege, man. I will. I will. <laughs> Check your privilege. Chris is a comedian, if you couldn't tell from that killer intro. Uh, here in St. Louis, he's got St. Louis Independent Comedy, Wild Card Comedy, yep. with you and J.C. Sabala, and then uh, I believe you're sponsored in part by Jameson. I wish. Oh, That's that. what I'm trying for, man. <laughs> I'm about to say, man. I saw I you like, slip around on my today. I was like, man, <laughs> if, some if someone needs to be backed by Jameson, I vote Chris Sear. Yeah. I think at this point, we're sponsoring Jameson. Is how <laughs> yes. that works. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> I'm just trying to flip the script a little. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, man, can I just get it, like even just a couple comps or right. something <laughs> just to make it work? Uh, Chris opened up Target Practice Live for Ever us. heard of it? That's what you're supposed to say, Chris. That's good. Oh, That's good. Sorry. Ever he, heard? How, what was my line? Ever heard of it? Ever heard? What was it again? Ever heard of it? Ever heard? I'm so bad at improv. Ever heard? Is this of improv? It? Ever heard of <laughs> it? Is that, heard is, that of a it? is that a badge of uh, of honor to some comedians? Be like, not an improv guy. No, nah, I think you should be good at improv. I think all improv people are awesome and should come to my shows. <laughs> there you <laughs> Especially goes. impolite company Friday, just, uh, June sixteenth. Did I, I do know. it again? No, 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 I didn't, didn't say it, it this time. I, I okay. beat you to it. Thank you. Impolite okay. Company. Yeah. Why did people mess up and say Impolite Comedy? Because it seems like you should say comedy once you say com. <laughs> and it was never comedy. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I swear. Yes. You know what? When you say com, you don't immediately say comedy. It's a good point. So just that. imagine mm-hmm. com and then say that. company. There you mm. go. Thank you. No problem. So, that happens. And I swore to you the other day that I was like, you changed your logo, right? And you're like, no. Never, Ever not once. It's like one. the Berestein Bears, Berenstein yes. Bears God, things. Yeah. That's what it is. That's why we keep getting confused. It was alternative Bullshit. universe. Hello. And double fringe. <laughs> double fringe. <laughs> I do find that funny, though. Like, people who, like, I find it interesting how up-and-coming comedians can be very particular about certain aspects of comedy. Like, so there are stand-up comedians who turn their nose up at improv. Oh, totally. Like, that to me... <laughs> Is so like if unless a god of comedy himself, Bernie Mac or Steve Harvey or Seinfeld or whomever the greats ever come down from the mountains and say, Improv sucks dick, who are you to suggest 
like to turn your nose up at improv. I find that fascinating. Well, I wouldn't just stop at improv too. I mean, you should, you could mix it up with uh, working at different comedy clubs. Yep. In the oh, same man. town. If there's anything you can make yourself feel superior about, stand-up comics do it. Which is interesting <laughs> because comedians are naturally insecure individuals. So the, well, that's where it's rooted. The right? need to project that is fascinating to me. Well, it's a nice combination of extreme narcissism and extreme insecurity combined. <laughs> My oh. favorite drink. Mm, <laughs> a perfect storm of excellent people. That's going to make for some... Uh, some bad behavior. <laughs> no, absolutely, it is. Do we want to? Uh, do we want to jump in and just fucking just go right through it? No, Michael Gaines today. He was in for the uh, morning show. He may show up a little bit later, but uh, we're just gonna power through. Gaines was like that podcast thing. Yeah, yeah shit's played. Nah. It's Facebook Live or die uh, now, man. Let the other big guy sit in for me. Yeah, we're at a <laughs> weight limit today, and uh, I'm I'm happy these chairs hold me. I'm serious. They go down a little when you sit a in them. A tiny right? bit. Yeah, just they, a bit. Don't, don't, I, here, I'm like kind of trying to joke around with you guys. Don't think I haven't felt the exact same way in those <laughs> damn things. Travis, don't smirk either. I, You're fat I apologize, guys. I delicately, I delicately sit in every chair as I get You older. should as a big guy. Right. I think if you're over you, 220 pounds, like you really have to, you need to be careful because chairs are not made, they're made to support maybe of uh, 180 yeah, to 200 right. pound person. Like, if you, you always go, need to test the waters. I'm like, yes. Is it an, I'm like, I act like it's an antique chair when yeah. I'm sitting down. Travis, are you an aggressive sitter downer? No, because I am not fat as fuck. You are. So this is the fattest you've ever been I, in your life. I've done a great job of so, taking care of myself. Even been, he's I've wearing workout clothes. clothes. Even yeah, with thank you. <laughs> thank right. you. Right now, I, I you could talk jog about professionalism. Right Travis and I really scream it today. Uh, Travis, this is the fattest you've ever been. Uh, your pot belly is reminiscent of what a pole with a sack of potatoes hanging right on. Right now, I can still go out and still run my forty under five, though. Uh, that still seems forty so feet. I, forty, yeah. No, I could run my forty yard dash under five right now. Today. And, uh, you met a forty year old woman. Right. I'd like to see yes. that. Uh, exactly. I'd like you, to see that. If you put a, a woman, a white woman with a car at the end of that forty yards, <laughs> I will get it under five. I can tell but you. But it that has right to be now. an uh, obviously feminine car. Oh, yeah, it has to be you, like a. And I need you <laughs> to roll the windows down and play the music really loud with yeah. some really aggressive if music while her like pink tassel still hangs from the mirror. If there's a green Pontiac Sunfire with tri-delt plates at the end of that 40-yard dash. I can get in under five. We've all been there, right, guys? Yeah, that's Uh, what I'm saying. Hey, baby girl, gotta go to work? Cool. (laughs) I'll drop you off. I'll be ready at eight. I'll pick you up at ten. How much gas is in the car? (laughs) Gas in the car. I'm gonna wait when I pick her ass up and it's less than 25 miles left in the Mm -hmm. tank and she naturally will pay for it herself. You might want to get that looked at, babe. (laughs) Make sure there's some pocket change in the cup holder, too. (laughs) Exactly. Wait, wait. Do you give me no money before you go to work? (laughs) What am I supposed to do for lunch the rest of the day? I took off for you. (laughs) Chris, you, uh, you do freelance work. I do. So you have some time off right now. Is this good for uh, good for the old stand up routine? Uh, it means I can stay out till three o'clock in the morning and drink more. There you so go. That, uh, it's part of the game. Yeah, that's part of it. I was um, with all the the comics that get sober. Uh, I'm always curious, especially on the come up of everybody. You're kind of expected to buy a drink or two at least, yeah. or at least you know hang out and have fun. Kind of wonder how that takes a toll on people. Ah, uh, I mean. 
it should have already taken. I'm 40, man. If it was going to take a toll on me, it would have taken my toll <laughs> so long ago. You're you're like, you're aging well. Yeah, Thanks. you don't look 40. You Thank know. you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's because I'm fat. It fills out all the wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> it helps, man. Fuck. That's been my move. Fountain too. of youth. Exercise just makes you look craggly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it shows the cracks you in your bones. You don't need that wear and tear, man. No, you put a good layer of cushion over your face. Everybody's like, what, 40? Nah. <laughs> now, as a guy out. who's got his own uh, comedy brand in St. Louis, growing it, what have what have been some of the growing pains? We often talk about on this show some of the things we endure, launching, obviously, the podcast network and doing the radio show and Obviously, when you Events, build something man. from yeah, live events, when you're doing something yeah. from the ground up, there's always there's a ton of more energy that goes into it than a lot of people realize. What has been some of your challenges and what can you speak on about building the brand that you have so far here in St. Louis? I think the biggest thing was just not getting caught up in like bullshit. Like, I did, like we were talking keep that, about improv. Keep that mic right there. Right treat there? It, treat it like a lady. Oh, man. Hey, go. how you doing? Isn't that so much better? It is. I mean, now you're just ensconced in your own sound. I, that's... <laughs> Damn, that's gonna cost us. That word's gonna cost that us. Sounded way How much we gotta pay for that? I'm about to say ensconce. That's yeah. uh, uh-huh. that I put a new ensconce on my wall the other day. Light. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your cousin ensconce? <laughs> it's ensconce. It's ensconce. Right. Exactly. Uh, no, listen, is, uh, it, I guess basically the biggest thing you got to learn is not to get caught up in too much bullshit. Like you were talking about improv and stand up and how stand ups will shit on improv people. And that's such a nonsense thing, but you'll also find like comedy clicks, like yes. groups yep. of comics that sure. don't like other groups of comics, people who think like their comedy style is better than everybody else's comedy right. style. Which is really funny with anything, whether you're a comedian or if you're in radio or if you own a small bar. Like if you're not at the top, you you're not really allowed to act a certain right. Way. But and even people then, jump right you, to it. But even then, you'll hear several conversations again uh, of the, the the top tier comedians who will illustrate how there isn't a blueprint one to getting to the top, right? Um, and that there have been so many different types of comedians over the last 10 years alone who have been so successful with different styles I find it interesting that someone especially on the on the come up suggests well that's not going to work uh-huh. like we've seen comedians like we've seen the Jeff Dunham's work we've seen Kevin Hart work like comedy isn't you gotta perform like this if you're gonna get on Johnny wouldn't Carson that be, wouldn't that be a great tour though <laughs> the Dunham Kevin Hart, Hart, Kevin, Hart <laughs> Kevin Hart as Jeff Dunham's lead puppet. That what would be now? Good. Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or if Kevin Hart just infused puppets into its stand-up routine. Hey, if anybody's gonna make it work, <laughs> what if Kevin Hart was? Did you say what if Kevin Hart was yeah. Jeff Dunham's puppet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that really a thing you just made me visualize? <laughs> <laughs> like anatomically. Like, like get it right oh, in there, man. That's disgusting. No, I don't. And, and Travis, I know you're not doing this, and we love a lot of the local comics here in the uh, St. Louis scene. But it is an interesting question, so we're not trying to shit on it. Uh, but I think it's just fun to assess different groups of people that you're around like that because it is you're in this position of you make people laugh, you have fun, and you're going at it, man. You're you're grinding. Right. You're trying to work it out, and then yet you'll see some. Uh, some silliness arise. You will. And uh, I mean, 
you're gonna shit on people no matter what. You're a person. <laughs> like yeah, you, that's you, do, what... you do it privately. You know, right. if somebody does something you don't like, you you tell two people maybe. Yeah. And keep it to <laughs> right. yourself the rest of the time. Yeah. You don't uh, go to the Facebook like private group right. and tell everybody. It's a fucking job, man. Yeah. You don't do that to your boss if you're at McDonald's. Right. <laughs> right. Or do you? I haven't worked at McDonald's in like <laughs> 24 years. They're hiring. Maybe you are they? Yeah. Man, their new McCafe products are worth the employee discount. <laughs> Get a vanilla McCafe. You mm. can get it in three sizes, all $1 right now. Wow. I don't know if that's true. That's exciting. <laughs> Today's podcast brought to you by Jameson and McDonald's. It's my kind of podcast. Getting some sponsors here. <laughs> Great work. I think uh, Ray Kroc's son tunes into the podcast, so I think we're good. Is there a particular person, whether they're a, a big national comedian or even one locally, that you've looked at and decided to, and to some degree, like I said, there isn't a blueprint to success when it comes to comedy. Um, there are people, there are principles, I'm sure, that you can uh, abide by, but is there any particular individual that you've looked to to basically allow yourself to use as guidance as you maneuver through the comedy scene? Stephen King. <laughs> like, I'm joking I, a little bit, but, Travis, no, but I, I know you're kind of like artistically. No. Stephen King is who I emulate I most. I think I actually and, understand what you're like, what you're saying with this, though, because I, I was a writer before I was a comic, mm. and he's who I pattern almost awesome. everything I did creatively after. Like I think on writing, if you're a creative individual, is one of the best books yes. you can read because it talks about being just being humble. Yes, like never taking yourself so seriously and viewing yourself as such an artist, you can't step down to enjoy something. It Absolutely. talks about the hard work involved in being an artist, like all that stuff. And he's just, he's a solid dude to like follow because he's also made all the mistakes you can make. Yes. And he's been very honest about that. And he's one of my favorite followers on Twitter. I am a huge Stephen King fan, yeah. mm -hmm. but he's a guy that has illustrated several times over. Like he, he often says this, he's like, there isn't a particular way you have to do something. If, if you find a lane and that's for you, then attack it. And he said for a long time, it took him a while to understand that he always thought you had to do a particular way, but seeing him find his voice is what I admire so I kind of figured that's where you were going yeah. a guy for me in that regard it's outside of the comedy circle would be Quinn Tarantino oh definitely like Tarantino's one of those guys where he was very unsure about himself but when he found his voice when he found his lane he was like I knew I was going to get shit on for going this particular route but that's the only route I knew best for myself so I understand that and I have a ton of respect for people who have that confidence to finally find that voice especially from a writing aspect that takes a while there's a lot of self-doubt when you're going through that that early writing stage right um, now when i read that i'm just like oh yeah no i, I totally identify with this man <laughs> i'm I so glad you guys did that man because you went intellectual on how you were i thought chris was gonna say i hope to do a one spot episode on sons of anarchy in the future <laughs> it's gone sons of anarchy is off the air <laughs> oh okay you want to know okay, how it good. ends I'll Dodge tell Charger you, I will spoil it. Oh my God, that, that, oh. <laughs> what a terrible, yeah, what a how, terrible How heavy-handed with our Christ metaphors can we be? <laughs> the end Does of it cool bother you? Luke. Does it bother you as a writer, like, like, uh, yes. with things like that? I, I, we make fun of that show a lot, uh, because of their use of purple, and here comes Brown down the 55, the 405, but no, you, uh, you have something that was, I found to be very entertaining and very good turn into a steaming pile of shit. Opie's death. Uh, that was it. That was the that moment. Was the <laughs> that was it. That was it. Yeah. That, going to Ireland? Like, really? Okay. Like, I would have ended it after Ireland, though. Okay. Like, if you write that Ireland season, that's your final season. Yeah, I agree. That's it, guys. That's your, 
You had yeah. your shot. That I is agree. the hero going back to their origins and discovering something else. Peace out. We're done. Nothing like a group of criminals post 9-11 who have a RICO case on them being chased down by the ATF and FBI who in the somehow middle of Oakland. make it from all the way in Oakland, California to Ireland undetected by no one. Well, they stowed away on a plane. Right? And they stole Valerie Bertinelli's baby. Yes! Or and then they stole the baby. Like, a baby! It post 9-11? You ain't, you ain't getting to Fresno, Jack. <laughs> Let alone Ireland. Get the hell out of here. But man, they had to secure up everything with brown and yellow. <laughs> what about when they worked for the CIA? I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, you got to think the Hell's Angels are pissed about that show because of seeing how easily they got away with stuff because Hell's Angels are on tippy toes now. You know, you don't even hardly hear about them anymore. No, my God. it was That show absolutely just, it was a fun show. And you're right. I think after the Ireland, I think everyone would have been like, okay. And then they, you're right. The CIA, like, hey, we're going to work with us to take down the Mexican cartel. I'm like, all right, boys. Look, I'm sure the Hell's Angels are some badass motherfuckers, but I'd be damned if they teaming up <laughs> no. with the folks at Langley to take down Mexican cartels. That's absolutely yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> feel. No, they're too. They're, I can't even joke about it. That's so seriously bad. It was bad. And you're right. And from a writer's standpoint, I know. Uh, and it's fascinating because she's done very well with Orange Is the New Black. But Jinji uh, Cohen would do. She did, of course, Weeds. And that also jumped the shark when they decide like something with her and Mexican cartels or people in Mexican cartels, like a storyline will go along. And then all of a sudden, I think the cartel needs to be somewhere in this plot. Let's squeeze it in. Then she got involved with the Mexican cartel. Breaking Bad did the same thing. Yeah. Breaking Bad did. The, yeah. Breaking Alpha. Bad was natural. Uh, that that was, was more organic. That, though. that made more sense. Breaking Bad makes more sense now through the lens of Better Call Saul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, Are you one of these people that say Better Call Saul is yes. better than Breaking Bad? So Thank much you. better. Oh, you're just trying to be cool. So much better. You guys are just trying to be no. cool. You haven't no. even watched Saul, have you? Yes, for I have. Watched the first episode. Breaking I've, Bad I've seen, I've seen might have been better. Season. But for our time right now. Yes. For the time we live in. For these days. Don't get For this day and age of television greatness. Breaking Bad would not be better than Better Call Saul if they were on at the same time. I think I, I completely agree. I think this, I think these first three seasons, like especially uh, it, it, what it does so well is that it stands on its own away from yeah. Breaking Bad. Like you're only reminded by Breaking Bad, but if you did not, if you had not seen Breaking Bad, you would absolutely still get the show and it still would be solid. Agreed. So yeah. I think I'm that's not saying what they it's like great. Well. I, I just think you guys are. Really excited it's and caught really up on really good. You know, it's the, I Fizz normally Gilligan's hate one of the best in the game. You what? I hate prequels normally because really? you can't get emotionally invested in any character because you know what happens to him, right? Like, but with Breaking Bad Be- or Better Call Saul, I know what's going to happen to Saul. I know Jimmy. I know what's going to happen. True. I'm still afraid for him every yes. episode. <laughs> yes. There's like, literally no. nothing that can kill him. No. Same with Mike. Same yeah. with everybody. I also else. know nothing can go right. Like, there's not going to be a point where Jimmy McGill's like. Ah, New York attorney working with Corbin Burnson. Exactly. Corbin (laughs) Burnson. Get Jimmy exactly. Smiths out here. L.A. Lawson. He dropped L.A. Lawson. Jimmy Smiths. But it, and, it's, on and, and, yeah. it's, and I think the brilliance, and one thing Vince Gilligan actually did well with Breaking Bad, and he does very well with Better Car Saul, he knows when to let Odenkirk be Odenkirk. Yes. Like, and, that, and he's such a, and Bob Gordon is one of the best, but he, he his comedic roots come out when they need to come out. Like, it, Holy it's shit. a nice yeah. touch of it. He channels yeah. uh, the insurance agent who's... Uh, <laughs> 
who has to tell people he's a sexual predator yes. <laughs> before he can solicit their phone business. It's like, how do you how do you find a way to make a slimy attorney? How do you cheer for the slimy so New Mexican attorney? How him. do you do that, Vince Gilligan? Fuck him. I'd fuck him. Come on. Meet Jimmy in a bar. Like, Man, I'm straight, but all right. <laughs> sure you are, sir. You notice he never Robin Williams it up, though. Like, no. like Odin Kirk comes out in that and you see what he can do well, but he never has those Robin Williams moment that every director who ever directed Robin Williams had to deal with. Oh man. Where it's like 30 minutes of film of just Robin, just being the genie from Aladdin again. <laughs> <laughs> nanu, nanu. <laughs> do you do, do you think we do a good job at reflecting on how great some of the comedians of the past are. I feel like... Like we are live? Like, does we are live do a good job of that? <laughs> but no, well, I mean, I've been saving up from criticism for this show <laughs> that I brought with <laughs> that me today. And another thing. <laughs> that was trashy ass. <laughs> no, I, find, I feel like when we talk about best comedians, it, the conversation is similar to how we talk about the greatest basketball players of all time. It's almost how we're quick to dismiss... The Larry Birds and Michael, uh, the Magic are we? Johnson. Are we? These are, there are a lot of people. And it, and it is are we just young... missing Larry Bird simply because he's white, Travis? Thank you. <laughs> Need to happening? be said. I'm glad someone said it. Need to be know, said. Some of us, he's our hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally just turned 33 on my birthday. Oh. Trav. Like 10 people said that to me the other day. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, man. You're sitting next to him and do you, you got to put up with that. Do you want to take over? <laughs> you know, I'm normally not for domestic abuse, but if you want to hit him, <laughs> go ahead. You deserve it, baby. <laughs> who, who, who is the, who's the, who's your Tom Brady? Who's well, your LeBron James? As, uh, as far as comedians are concerned. That's hard. I love Kyle Kinane. Like, ah, nice. Coming back I got to St. Louis. Uh, yeah, he's coming back in September. Yeah? You got to open yeah. for him. I got to open for him last year. That means, the room. that means he was, at worst, at least polite to you. He was. He would not still be your favorite. He was super polite. Okay, good. Was he not? Does he have a reputation? No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, because okay. you said you how much you like him. Yeah. If you've worked with him, you're not saying that. You, no. You're not mentioning him in your favorites. I also wouldn't because say I worked can, with him. I did 15 minutes up top and said hi. You were how part are of the you? show. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, <laughs> were you on the ticket? We didn't. We didn't like trade shovels and fill a hole on a highway <laughs> together. <laughs> that's work. That's funny. That's what we're doing after this. <laughs> See, that that's what I like. The everyman quality. <laughs> It's so, how we stay humble. Team building uh, exercises, I like right. to call it. <laughs> no, so Kyle, he's coming back here. Yeah. He's uh, he's got a really nice following. People are really loyal, comfortable and, yeah. with saying how great he is. He's just super. Like his writing, what he does, comedy style is what I'd like to do partially. Like I never want to mimic somebody, but that's what I like. Uh, opening for him is so easy. <laughs> no, right. just, yeah. like, so what do you mean by that? Comics always say like comics throw out credits like crazy. The reason credits are such bullshit is when you get to open for like a really good comic. When there you, you get go, to, when you get to open for someone who's not just a good comic but is in your wheelhouse, like style wise, like right. what You're you like, like. Okay, yeah. That crowd comes in so hot already. Yes, just for the anticipation, and you can do all the material that you can't do in a club opening for a guy who's like. A road dog doing casinos everywhere. Do you feel like uh, like the crowd is up on the edge of their seat? Like, oh yeah, you're gonna say something funny, yeah, aren't you? Totally. As opposed to in a club, they're sitting back, like, what's this dickhead gonna say? Yeah, in the club, they much they're challenging you to make them laugh. Right. And at a show like Kyle Kinane's show, they're like, oh yeah, you're probably funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. What have you? I'm going to imagine though that there's been the flip side of that. Is there? I mean, I'm sure it may not be a knock to the particular comedian you've opened for, mm-hmm. but maybe just for that kind of crowd. Who who is that crowd that you've had to open for? That or you can say if you don't like a comedian. I like every comedian I've worked with. <laughs> Hire me. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I don't know. I get a. I like working different crowds. Like, I like working crowds that aren't made for like me. Because, like, at the Canaan show, I can make a weird, obscure joke, and half the crowd gets it, and that's not work. <laughs> that's not. That's not me. All people you would have coffee with, too. right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not proving how funny I am at that. I'm proving, yeah, I'm as smart as you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so I also like. I don't know who would be the biggest example of it. Uh, I opened for Jimmy Pardo. Nice. Oh, his, nice. He's yeah. a super oh, nice. nice dude. He's nice. great. Um, his crowd, though, skewers a bit older. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Sure does. He's famous from that. Bob and Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. He's spoken yeah. to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's on his podcast is never not funny. Go yes. check him out. He yeah, doesn't yeah. pay me for this. <laughs> um, but he's, he is, he's a nice guy. He's funny. Um, but his crowd skews older. They're not my people. Yeah. So when I go out and just have great sets an entire weekend with his crowd, I feel a little bit better than about myself than opening for someone else. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's more of an achievement too. Yeah. Did you feel like that at uh, at our show at Target Practice? I yeah. thought there were some people. I mean, not not to compare it to your Jimmy Pardo yeah. experience, but there were definitely no, you guys and Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, I mean, we're right <laughs> there. We're right there. That's Finally, actually what someone I was, said it. Yeah, yes. my mom says that every week too. She's a big no. No, I felt like it was that a little bit. I know for a fact there were people in there that have probably never been to a stand-up show. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's one of those where, hey, let me let me go out and work and maybe exercise some muscles that don't always get used. That's fun too. And there's also, it's good education because mm-hmm. yeah. you stand in front of a crowd like that, they're clearly laughing and enjoying themselves, but no one's just like bursting out with applause. And it's because a lot of people, that's not, in them yeah to do so it's like if i can get them laughing a little and they're like dying later in the show i feel like i did my job so i could see that i have a great picture that somebody posted that when i looked at it there's three people in the front row who during the weirdest part of my set which i did on purpose i'm not gonna lie there was one point up there going i'm gonna get really weird <laughs> like these people let's take a walk down this path yeah we're gonna we're gonna compare everybody to crockpots full of hot dogs at some point here <laughs> and I'm doing this weird bit and there are three people who are just sitting there mortified <laughs> like at the point of this picture and I'm like oh this is great oh, and then boy. like at the end of the set they're laughing yeah, and yeah. I'm like that's that's more fun to me. That's a good challenge. You that's, got them to stick with you. Yeah, that's my grand theft auto of comedy. <laughs> but that's but that's the education. Now, now, at what point in throughout your career did did it finally click for you? Like, okay, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. Because again, it is for mo- the most part the early stages of doing comedy is trial and error. That's the only way you're going to get better. Continuing doing shows, doing the open mics. There are going to be moments when there are four people in the audience, and they're going to absolutely be silent or mortified. Mm-hmm. So, do you recall the moment where you were, or what it was, where you realize, okay, I'm doing this. But this is the breaking point where I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Second open mic. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's honestly, pretty soon. Like, nice. I, uh, I went to my first open mic. I didn't tell anybody. 
Like okay. I told none of my Smart. friends. Why do people do that? I Why did do it. people tell you told them uh, you're absolutely, first? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it gives you a false sense of confidence. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, why I did it. That's exactly yeah. why I did that. Because yeah. I want someone there to laugh. <laughs> right. I need this in my life. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're just smart, which now if I think yeah. about it, I wish I hadn't. I wanted a room full of strangers sure. at the heavy anchor to wonder what the hell is this guy doing? Sure. Um, no, my second open mic though, like, and I did horrible shit back then. Like, <laughs> I still do horrible shit. <laughs> when did it's you just, start? Now it's funny, at least. Uh, 2013. Yeah, so I came late. Wow, like, wow. I started when I was 36. You made some some serious inroads in the last few years, my friend. No wonder. Like every uh, time I, I see late. you, every time, <laughs> and I've probably seen you over a year, year and a half. I've seen that, and every time I see you, I told Travis this a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, Sear just keeps getting better and better. And better, and I could say that for most comics that I see, because yeah. we're seeing people go from open micer to host to feature, potentially uh, headliners right. in, in the same. So we're in a weird spot that we're seeing the beginnings of that. I don't even know what you would call it, just that growth stage. But it has. But just to give you a compliment too, Thanks, man. man. Yeah, straight it. up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I had to judge that thing, and I was like, dude, Sear and Ryan Dalton have both gotten way better. Just from what I've seen, and I've seen you guys act, like the the set or act or whatever so many times, and it not, and it never started bad right. by any means. But it's it's fun to oh, see man. those improvements. You should listen to the first one hundred recordings I have of myself. Because for the first two years, I recorded every set I did. Um, I have audio for the first. Do you now, think it did? Did that help you improve? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, and you're right. And now that was now for me personally. That I I'll be honest. I don't often listen to our show or even my stand-up and the reason being i'm mortified like by for something about my jokes or the, the way i deliver them that after 24 hours i don't want to see it get it out my face did you go through a phase or was there ever a moment where you're just like i, I know this may be painful but i'm going to listen to every minute i'm going to record everyone because it's only going to make me better the first couple of years i did like i recorded a set and the next morning i would listen to it and then the next week, I would listen to all the sets from the last week and just, you make mental notes. Right. Like, I'm dropping that. I'm dropping that. Right. That got a laugh. Um, also, back then, I mostly wrote essays. Hmm. Like, every joke was a like weird Mexican essay. Dudes? that was. Yeah, I wrote, okay. like, lots of, especially <laughs> MI5 guys. What's that band? No, not band. Gang. Band. Band gang. of. Band of uh, Banditos. Yes. <laughs> Ah, lo siento por mis amigos mexicanos. <laughs> Shout out to our Hispanic listeners. Um, yeah, then you just you you adjust, and these were like super long bits that that were funny, but they weren't jokes. So it w is interesting to listen to. Like I hate listening to those recordings now. They're so bad. Well, like, yeah, like, I can't. You're right. It, you're criticizing yourself. Yeah, it happened. It, you make me, yourself cringe. Oh my! It's the worst. <laughs> and again, you're you're not you're never you're always your toughest critic. And uh, for me, especially those early stages of open mics, I I had someone video record my, my oh. first few. And you want to talk like I wanted to jump through the screen and go, one, fucking sit still. Yeah. <laughs> and like two, unbutton the shirt. Or just there are so many things that before I even got to the content, I was just so more annoyed about. And I and I got bogged down into it. And and I talked to other comedian friends. They're like, you just that's a phase. You just have to get over. Yep. And I just wonder, because even Rock to this day, Chris Rock says to this day, he still records himself. And I find that fascinating because on the other end, you'll still find comedians. That's why there's no blueprint. You'll hear other comedians say, no, after I do that joke, I 
burn it, and you won't see me ever talk about it ever again. It's fascinating. I don't burn any jokes. <laughs> would you Would you say to, so let's say with uh, young Justin over here, interning for us, helping out, uh, doing those. Paid you, intern, you right? have it uh, occasionally. If he's good. Man, if he's 14th good, a little, Amendment. A little, a, little, a, little, a little here and there. Yeah. Don't tell Actually, him his yeah. rights no. here. Yeah. Don't no, mention what, his no. legal rights. No. No. Just yet. the, the <laughs> We're just violating every labor law imaginable. Seer, I'm pretty much a big fan. That's why I'm with you guys. You know, well, a big fan would be more productive and get more things done. So let's let's back. I'm sorry, I digressed. (laughs) Justin, who's interning here? I'm like your stuttering John, who got. Yeah, I I'm not into gay porn, man. But uh, if that's what uh, if that's what you're into, like stuttering Johns, like that's a thing. Yeah, from Howard Stern show. Oh, is that what it's from? He was his intern. You would think no being shit. in radio, no, you would my dumbass. <laughs> so, Justin, you yes. want to try uh, open mic sometimes? I've always soon. wanted to. Oh. I just I, and I've been writing some stuff here and there and notebooks and stuff. And the, let's go do it. The and only answer is, is I just gotta go do, do it. it right? yeah. Every, I work till midnight. Oh sure, no, no, and, yeah. I understand. Yeah, and, and, I, I'm the same way. How many times break, have we talked to but, comedians and we're like, Trav and I need to go work some stuff out just to do something creative, and then. Two years later, that comic's like, "How'd your open mic go?" And I'm like, "Never happened." Right? Yeah. You know, and I, I get frustrated about it, but then you know, like I read stuff like Roseanne didn't get her start till she was like 34 years old. So, you know, and you said you started in 2013. 36. So well, Chris yeah. and Roseanne, one and the yeah, same. Yeah, pretty much, man. Emulate my career. <laughs> Brown White didn't get started till real late. He, you know, and he just celebrated his 30th year in comedy, and he's 64 years old. So. That's wild. Yeah. Can I start some shit up? Because I like doing that from time to time. Because I love the St. Louis comedy community. I genuinely do in the sense that I feel like, one, it doesn't get enough credit. And two, I hate this idea. I, I really want people to support these shows around the city. And I hate motherfuckers in the city that do this. And they do it so well, probably better than any other city. They genuinely wait for someone else to blow up. And then they go, oh, yeah, I would go see that. No, the fuck you wouldn't. Right? You waited for them to get on Comedy Central. You saw him on Conan. And Even now then. you want to say, oh, yeah, I would used to see him around the way in Central West End. No, you didn't. Go fucking support him now. But I, I do love jumping in and out. I, I don't comment. I'm a spectator on some of the comedy forums on Facebook. Oh, and God. one conversation I saw was about putting open mics in your in your I've I've worked at this venue. Right. So to start shit, because I, I love God starting love shit on this by what what are your thoughts and what did you think of the conversation I'm, on people putting open mics part of their their, their, their venues. Oh, that's. Oh, I would never do that. No. Well, that's go for it. it. <laughs> what, I mean, why not? not? So but, the discussion is, you know, every comic makes these little pictures of themselves, right? With yeah. all of their upcoming appearances on it, saying, "Come out and see me." Right. Newer comics tend to put open mics on those as well. Okay. Like you can catch me at these open mics. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So do the, it. Now, Does that bother you, Travis? It doesn't bother no, me. No, I, I, was, was, I was saying there oh, were, there I, were people who that. felt... Travis is spying on comic <laughs> social media. <laughs> right. I just saw the conversation and I never thought about it. I bringing guess, these Facebook okay, discussions but it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really bother me, one, because I don't do as many shows. I, I don't hardly do any outside of what, what we presently do at We Are Live. So for me, I was like, I didn't even know that was an issue. I didn't know that was a thing that concerned even more than two comedians. So when I saw the conversation, it and naturally turned into what 150 right. 200 comment thread i was like i didn't realize this was a 
divisive issue in the community of comics. And it probably wasn't. I just was surprised how long it went on. That's one of those things that nobody thought annoyed them until someone said this is annoying. It's like gluten. (laughs) That conversation was the gluten of comedy. Perfect play to play. Uh, I no the person who started. It's a friend of mine. I know what he's trying to say. I disagree with him imminently. Like if you're just starting out, fuck. Bring all your friends to hey. every open mic because anybody who's been doing this for a while is not bringing anybody to an open not mic anymore. Yeah, because no. you're saving up your your friend card for when you're opening for right. Party. But your or first year, another sh- yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I used to do it. I used to post on Facebook. You'll find me at these open mics this week. Come out, mm-hmm. nice. I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, should be working it out. Yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't tonight in the helium competition, I'd have twenty people showing up. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you in tonight? I'm in tonight's round at seven. Yeah. Are nice. you excited? Uh no, I don't like competitions. Yeah. Now we had a conversation. They're weird. They're They're weird. weird. And we yeah. had a conversation with Mary Mack, and and she was so sweet and so lovely. She came in here, she's and she she's very funny, very talented, and we were discussing that. And what are your thoughts on? comedy competitions like obviously we just did a version of our own a couple of weeks ago but it's like a silly game show sure but and I've always but I've always wondered how comedians handle those things because when you did it a year ago when we were a part of it I thought Chris is hilarious and just because Chris didn't win I didn't think that meant Chris wasn't funny or didn't have a right. good set. Well, that, so why I, did you write zeros under all his score? Uh, that was uh, that's that, how my mom scored me too. It's okay. <laughs> Brought her. She's like, yeah. I voted for everybody but you. <laughs> they that, were so nice. That Cameron Keys. What is he? Eighteen. He is so adorable. <laughs> you think King Kynes is busy tonight? <laughs> Ray like, Williams. Yeah, Ray Williams won. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I think Solid. so. That was good. That's, your mom. Just yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> but you don't Rafe. Like, you don't like comedy competitions. You don't care I for I don't, them. which is hypocritical because I just ran one. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. You, you had a judge bail on you the day of. Too. Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's such a subjective thing, like what you're doing is effective. Right. And winning a competition doesn't necessarily mean you're better than anybody else. Like, I won't do anything innovative tonight. I'll do stuff I know gets laughs to try and win over other people's friends. Yeah. Like, I won't do my... It is probably still my best material. It's just not the material I like the most because it's not my newest stuff that I'm in love with. But you know comedians who are like, man, that's fucked up, bro. I had that. Yeah. I should have I had the trophy, bro. It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're thinking ahead. You're not yeah. thinking for the moment. You're thinking ahead, you know? It's also... So it's like uh, the Funny Bone competition's going on right now, too. Yeah. And uh, the second round of that started last night. And I went and you get rewarded for bringing people out, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the way those are judged, at least 70% is that just having people in the mm, room. Interesting. And, and don't, uh, I love the, the competition aspect of it, but don't for a second, and you know this, you put on shows, don't for a second think you don't have, or those, the people putting on the show, don't have certain people they would like to win for promotional oh, totally. reasons, too. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they're going to game it, but even as, I mean, if you if a certain comic wins your competition you put on, more people will know about it than if an, an unknown does it. Right. You know, because it's not necessarily all for the purity of some version of comedy you're doing, too. So you you got to remember that. Yeah, too. I mean... And remember who's judging you. Right. One of the competitions <laughs> here locally had a, uh, like, the judges are, like, the owner of a hair salon. <laughs> right. The maybe, owner of a vape shop. <laughs> maybe they sponsored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they rich. are. Yeah. They're the sponsors. Right. Yeah. Which, 
God love you. Get sponsors. I was at that. Uh, I was at that competition. <laughs> yes. Now that I think about it, because I was like, oh wow, yeah. Like, oh, the vape guy yeah. <laughs> chose someone over me. Uh, right. Go figure. Well, and they give you a set. I've judged these things, and I'm gonna be judging the finals at the helium one. Which, by the way, Trav, if you want to, the uh, the offers out there pays huge. Uh, yeah, but hey, Chris Sear. <laughs> C-Y-R. <laughs> C-Y-R. But that's the funny no, thing. No, not C-Y-R. C-Y-R. But see, we laugh now, but someone's going to hear this podcast and You're go, up, yep. well, Sear was on We Are Live yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Go figure he won. Please. I hear that all the time about people who do win these competitions, and it's such bullshit. Right. No one in this scene is so connected <laughs> yeah, that it's helping them out. Like, don't uh, get me wrong. Make friends sure. and whatever, because it gets you work. Mm-hmm. But no one in this scene is so connected they can see set up a whole competition. (laughs) (laughs) How would you say, I mean, aside from having a conversation backstage with the judges saying, here's who's winning. Right. But then you have to worry about them blabbing and all those other things. Believe me, I've thought about it. (laughs) Barring barring it being, uh, say, maybe uh, Comedy Central taking your pilot or $25,000 on the line or a trip to Bora Bora. I would imagine most comedians don't give one iota of a fuck when it comes to something. Like, obviously, you, you get into certain competitions to win. But I like, I, again, I think if you could, like, you, I think the point you just made is perfect. If you can win an audience over that you normally wouldn't or someone that didn't necessarily come to see you, but they're laughing the most at your shit, I think that's way more rewarding than be, being known as the funniest man in Clayton. <laughs> yeah, but you're an adult. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm being a little facetious, but Not really. take away, strip away all your own like sense of worth, right? <laughs> and imagine you're ten times more insecure than you are, and you just got judged on the thing you care about most in the world. Yeah, that's a good point. And you'll see why some of these people jump off the deep end. Yeah, and I like that a little bit. Makes for a better competition because they right. truly care, and the material is going to be really good. But then at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, then you just have to know what kind of animal you're dealing with, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't be mad if that snake bites you. If you put I, it in the oh yeah, I've lost every competition I've entered. I consistently get work. So if right. you're a comic and you're entering competitions, just it's a full room. You, yeah, you exactly. Just, just yeah. play to the room. <laughs> uh, Spencer Techmeyer lost in the first round of our uh, Target Practice Live. 20 people asked me about him. Yeah. Not, that's not a fake number. 20 people asked about him. That's awesome. That is. That's fantastic. That's good for everybody. And I feel like that at the end of the day, and you're right to your point, if that's essentially how you value yourself. But ultimately, I think what I want to get out of those type of competitions uh, is just that. Because again, when we did the Helium, when I did the Helium thing last year, I was introduced to two or three new comedians that I found incredibly funny that I knew nothing about going into that competition. Now I'm a big fan of theirs and I follow them. And the same that goes, Spencer Techmeyer, great examples. A guy where a good majority of the people in that room probably had no idea that that guy would have done comedy or was doing comedy in St. Louis. He does and kills the way that he did. And now he's got more of a fall. I feel like that ultimately for Spencer's point, I'm sure he would have been happy with the $200. At the same time, I'm sure he's also happy knowing that I got 15 to 20 new fans out of it, and now maybe five to 10 new people coming to my shows. Much more valuable. You guys know about the like the thousand fan theory? Go I've on with of, it. Of, uh, basically, any creative endeavor you do where you're selling your art or the product yep. that you create, 
you want to work to get to a thousand fans. Okay. Like if you're looking to make a living doing it, like I'm not saying you're trying to be a star, you're right. not trying to be at the top of the game. You just want to make a living so you can work on it and get better. You need 1,000 fans, 1,000 people who will buy something from you. And I mean like real fans, not like, like real the Facebook. Fan. Right, right. <laughs> So like the first five to ten years. Let's talk about that. I opened up my Periscope and there were 800 people on it. No. (laughs) (laughs) But you just need 1,000 people. So if you put out a thing for $5, 1,000 people buy it. Easily. Or if you put on a show, you know, a good number of people will come to see it regularly. Right. That's how you support yourself. So going to that competition and getting 20 people who will go out of their way to see you at your next show. Is so much better than just two hundred dollars. It's like it's the I don't know. You want to be biblical? It's teaching a man to fish. Is that right. biblical? I don't know. That might be biblical. Uh, it, did the Jewish people do yeah. it? Because if it's a Jewish store, we don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't care. For More it. of a Nazarene. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you have any opinions on this, and, and I don't know the guy. And it's uh, the dude, the vest thing. So I've heard. Did you see that? The vest thing? Vest. Soda. Oh, vest. Oh, yeah. What's this guy's deal? He's not a comedian, is he? I don't know. He, do you know him? He did I, you comedy. Know how he you, was doing comedy or I've a never, version I've of never, comedy. When people say I've he's never not a comic, that's, I think that's a little bullshit. I've never seen um, him at a show. Yeah, he's a comic. I, but, I've seen him tr- yeah, get gigs. He performs. He's been right. paid to do comedy. It might not be the comedy somebody likes, right. sure. but he's he performs. He's gotten paid to do comedy. That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. You go to an open mic your first time, you're a fucking comic. Like, True. What's I, uh, uh, what's going on? There seems to be a lot of hate for this guy. Uh, Do you know him? Seen, no, never yeah. met him. Actually, I've been on a show where he was supposed to be. He just he got double booked maybe and didn't show. I don't know. I don't want to make any, uh, any assumptions why somebody doesn't do things. But I won't even say his name to give him publicity. I, no, I, I don't work don't. for him. I don't, yeah, I don't know him. Um, it's, a, it's a sore spot because he came into like a Facebook group. Again, this is Facebook right. going out in real lives and comics getting really happy with themselves over inside jokes. Uh, he came into a Facebook group and he started talking about how uh, he wanted to get on some shows. Any paying shows he could get on, he'd love to do it. Which, if you want to piss off a bunch of comics, just walk in, act for, ask for a spot on a paying show and never have shown up anywhere looking like you're working on it. So mm-hmm. a bunch of really self-clever people, we all are, <laughs> <laughs> asked him who he is. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turned into like a thousand like posts. Nice. Oh, really? Like about how he doesn't go to open mics because he doesn't, he's not a 16 year old with a guitar. Uh, he's not some gay little kid who needs to go to open mics oh, and wow. all this shit. Like, and then uh, he was on, he opened for Creed Bratton with Brandon Judd. Uh, we had Creed on our show and Brandon on our show yeah. before, uh, that before show. Before it just happened. Before, <laughs> yeah. yeah, before, yeah, Creed came on and called in, which was just surreal, wasn't it? That was just so it great. Was fine. Like, it was we're like, talking to Creed. And then, like, he concluded our interview, like, guys, my band's here, gotta go. Like, <laughs> That's that is so the most hardcore. Creed. So I was like, <laughs> like I dude, love you, you're, Creed Bratton. You're, you're the best. Oh, you're touring. Yeah, sorry. He okay. Bathed you. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> so there was a show. Chris, I hear you calling. <laughs> Travis, I gotta go. So he did. He did so he didn't just show up for the show. He, just, uh, he showed up. It was apparently twenty minutes of crazy. <laughs> oh, just going on. Yeah, just rambling. So whatever. That's his style, man. I, I, I feel like see. that's. I feel like to to truly appreciate the craft. 
you have to digest assholes like that in the sense like you're not gonna go out of your way to defend <laughs> Do you know him? No, no, I'm just saying no, I'm saying this like digest assholes yeah, is my that, favorite. That, that is something maybe we should not put on the We Are Live t shirts. But I, I think <laughs> I think as, as far put it as on my the back. Saying, well I I guess as far as if you're going to, it's the per, it's the person, it's the great line in uh, the American president. Like, if you are truly about freedom of speech, you got to make sure you stand up for the people who burn the flag. Right. Like, so if you're going to be a comic about, you know, about the art and the whatever the form, it may not be your brand of comedy. He's doing comedy. You may not laugh or like it or even appreciate it. But those are the guys you kind of have to, you know, if you're going to take the good, you got to take them as well. Yeah, your job is to be so much better better than him that when someone yes. sees you they never want to hire him again mm. um i get why a lot of people get annoyed because some people go to one comedy show right they look at a comic and they go this is what st louis well, comedy is and they ah, go with point. the uh it bothers people when there's uh, a falsity and there keeps being like a social media a fake social media thing right that i think he leans on and talks about well i've got this many blah 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 and it's like dude it's pretty obvious those aren't yeah. real people but are they i don't know i've never now looked into it most people like yeah you can figure they, that you out you can buy those paths yeah yeah uh, if most of your friends live in the ukraine <laughs> your last name isn't adamovich you, man it was weird we did uh when we did corolla in la like the actual one we got about two thousand more followers, and there were some some weird names in there, and it looked kind of funny. But thirty seven minutes. Yeah. I just want to point out, it took thirty seven minutes to name drop Adam Carolla nice. today. Wait, this is from a year ago. Oh, no, it would have been eight minutes. It would have been eight minutes. Would have been the I'm opening credits. Shit. No, no I, it would have no, been it's the, a thing. Look, trust me, we don't have any other credits. No, to put I, our yeah, hat exactly. On. We're gonna ride that motherfucker. But that was the, the only that gone. was the only social media boom we've seen. Right. I mean, we consistently gain people every week, but. That was funny seeing those things. I'm like, it's oh no, crazy. are people gonna think this is the, a, a thing? But yeah, so no, you, you think- can legitimately point to a moment in time that explains this, <laughs> right? So wait, so you're with- not some guy on the south side performing at Cusamanos who has a million <laughs> right. Facebook followers? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've been at Cusamanos at three. It gets crowded. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So did you? You grew up here in I St. Did. Louis, yeah. yeah. South side, South side, South dirty. City. I lived in Afton for uh, a year, hated it, and then I moved back in the city. And you're here now. I'm city? here now. Yeah, I live in the neighborhood I grew up in. Like I do that bit. It's true. I uh, it took me, th- I don't know how old I was when I bought my house. I was young, but it took me like twenty something years to buy a house ten blocks away from where I used to break <laughs> into garages. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time somebody robs me, or it's not robs me personally, I don't get robbed a lot. I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> And so I wear black a lot, so yeah. I look a little intimidating to people who don't know me. Uh-huh. Like, if you know me, you would never be intimidated by me. <laughs> you don't scream uh, that you want to kill somebody. Yeah. You're like, now, help someone. Sure, right, yeah. totally. But uh, anytime somebody does something destructive to my property, all I can ever go is, oh, yeah, I did this. I did this shit all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I catch myself doing that, too. Travis, you? Uh, no, I... Were I've, you a shithead? Did you do shithead things? I I really were was afraid of the police growing up. Oh, like, yeah. inc- incredibly afraid. So we'll I <laughs> I St. Louis City cops. I, it's like back in the nineties, like pre cameras, pre internet, pre Sharpton, pre Black Lives Matter. Like St. Louis City cops 
gave zero fucks. Uh, they were going to whoop your ass, and then maybe if you're lucky, someone would ask questions later. They were still doing that in 2010 when Should, I was working security uh, down yeah, it, it, for the but, 4th of July uh, in the city. Fortunately, a little bit now recently, surprisingly, uh, St. Louis City cops have gotten younger and, ironically, blacker. Yeah. Which is very interesting. That's a whole other conversation for another day. But back in the day... It's an appropriate conversation considering this is the 25th anniversary of death certificate. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but to that point, I, I was... I, we would do silly things, but we knew, yeah, if we went into that liquor store trying to take something that wasn't ours, we knew the f- cops were going to be on us we pretty were, quickly, and they weren't going to be kind about it. Maybe it was because I grew up in a more rural area. Like Ours would be more considered property damage. We would drive yeah. around and like kick the living shit out of mailboxes oh, yeah. or trash cans or just throw it. I remember a guy shooting a compound bow into like a street light, which like, was pretty <laughs> awesome. Was to hang out with Farmington, Missouri. It's crazy. I got yeah. this message from ISIS the other day from him. That's weird. <laughs> it was uh, now we would just do dumb shit all the time. I don't yeah. know how many. I feel really bad about this, but uh, I guess you dig a hole though too. But I don't know. Either way, I don't know how many uh, Johnny on the spots I saw get knocked oh, over. Yeah. By oh, a yeah. And totally. that just means some. The lowest guy on the totem pole at the work site had to clean it up, Ugh. right? You Isn't that shit. terrible? It's funny as hell back then, though. Oh, it was, oh, my God! You were dying. Filming yeah. it, filming it, too. Like, just uh, dumb. Thanks, jackass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is my privilege, Sean, I'm going to point out, because you're saying you were terrified of cops uh-huh. when you were a kid. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> we used to, oh, my God. Like, I used to run around in high school. I wore, like, a leather jacket and thought I was super cool. <laughs> uh, me and my friends thought it was, like, really cool to like go up to Clifton Park in Clifton Heights where mm. I didn't live. Those people had money. I didn't. We'd go to that park at like 11, 12 o'clock at night and just lay down in the grass and look at the stars, man. <laughs> just fucking no universe and all that. We'd be walking back and uh, one time a cop stopped us what we were doing in that park because there's a curfew. And I was like, fuck you, I pay my taxes. <laughs> How old were you? 15. <laughs> I didn't think that cop would ever hit me or do anything. Like, it's such a different world. No, um, growing up, especially in the city of St. Louis, we all like... Um, <clears throat> Like I said, when we hear situations like, with like, oh, yeah, that kid got into a fight with the cop. And I go, what? That's weird because I would see some of the most dangerous gangsters in St. Louis do some of the grimiest shit, but they knew well enough that if we fuck with the SDLPD, that's trouble for the entire block. So when I knew that the biggest gangsters in the area didn't even fuck with the cops like that, I was like, yes, I'm going to. I, I I ain't robbing nobody. I ain't going to nobody liquor store, candy store, doing shit because I don't want that trouble. When I was six, I threw a snow cone at a police car. Oh my God, Chris, are you crazy? <laughs> we were standing in front of the corner market. That's Hartford Coffee now. Go Hartford Coffee. Yeah, nice. so, socialist coffee. <laughs> Joe Biden Coffee Shop. We were standing in front just eating snow cones from the ice cream machine. Cop cars going by. I'm six. Are you saying you threw <laughs> And us? I told my little brother who had to be four at the time. Like we used to just run the neighborhood. Like not run it, run it, but like run around yeah. it. And uh, like all the other kids, watch this. And I took that thing and just boom, right in the windshield. That cop pulled over and was like, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, I'm six. (laughs) He shot both of my friends to send a message. Yeah, now I think about that and anytime somebody gets online and talks about, you just need to be polite to cops and I'm like, 
Uh, no, we live in different worlds, and most of the people who are complaining about police brutality, it's like... Yeah, our, our, my thing now, I know, as far as when we discuss police brutality, my, my thing is, hey man, I leave you alone, you leave me alone. Right. I, I think that's a general understanding for most people, black and white, who are just like, look, if somebody robs my house, I'm gonna give you a call, otherwise... We good. That's just, my thing. Just yeah. don't. Just just leave us alone. Like it, 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 we understand, cops have a job to do. But if you get taken in, you you better fucking. T- if you're uh, over 150 pounds, you better turn into a little lump of clay yeah, uh-huh. and just do yep. what they're pushing you around to do. I've been there. You get slammed around. They're nervous. You're not. You're just like, well, I'm now in this situation, and now I'm hoping this guy guides me out of it without, and I'm not going to say anything that's going to make him slam his elbow into my temple. And, right? and, and to a degree, and I, I'm not saying that there, there aren't issues of police brutality in, in, with the St. Louis City Police, but I know I can speak from personal experience and experience from my friends and family. For the most part, St. Louis City PD is are like that. They're like, they don't unless you guys have a bazooka yeah. on a, on a, at a school, yeah. we're, we're we're going about our day. Like they they don't. They're they're really trying to. Hey man, is there? Are you a serial killer? Are you chopping up bodies? Are you kidnapping people? You're not. All right, please move it along. They're a lot more mellow now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they don't care how high you are when you're driving. Right. <laughs> yeah. On a on a weekly basis, I'd yeah. leave the cigar shop. I'm not promoting drunk driving whatsoever. But I'd be inebriated. You'd promote whatever you want, man. Driving like a bat out of hell through GTA. Forest Park. And cops would just pass me. They didn't. Oh, yeah. As long as I'm not waving a gun out the window, they don't give two shits about and me. And I think for the most part, and again, I don't want to speak for every community, but I think for the most part, most community people are like, hey, get the serious shit. Do you know we'll how kind of do self-policing like of our own? Like, hey, man, don't park your car like that. Or, hey, kids, it's 1030. You should probably go home. I think most neighbors and communities are like that. And I, I think when you get the police involved for those particular matters, that's when it's like, all right, we know how this is going to go because yeah. it's going to naturally escalate. It's going to be more than it needs to be. So I th- the understanding, general understanding, is that, hey, man, when somebody... If there's a serial killer or someone with a, with a hacksaw on the loose, we're calling you. Otherwise, uh, enjoy your day, officer. Yeah. The f- amount of shit I've heard. And by the way, would you, none of us here would probably want to be a city cop. I mean, Justin, you I'm were going to try. Uh, oh, I'm you still, are going yeah, to. I've been running. I've been uh, I, I, running my mile uh, a couple nice. times a week. And I'm, hey, I'm working by the time my birthday comes. I'm trying to get it down to 10 minutes. So, Like over three days? You've been no, <laughs> no. The last two mile. weeks. I've been I would, I would running. Be so I've ran four times. I ran a mile. And I'm, I'm, under, I'm under 20 minutes now. I'm at about 17-something. So. Nice. I've I haven't run a mile since high school. Jesus oh, Christ. That was it. I've always, I wanted to be a, I just wanted to go straight to a detective. And only because I used to love New York Undercover. And they would have the chain. Yeah. Uh, like John McClane and Die Hard 3. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want to actually solve the crime. I just want to be able to have the privileges of being a detective. Because I think, one, they dress so well. And then you just, and they can go anywhere they want to go. Like, they just go onto the crime scene tape and they look at stuff and then they drink their coffee. And you know the crime ain't getting solved, but they look really cool and they're going to get a great photo on the paper. So if I can skip all those steps and go straight to that, that's when I would join the police Who force. Who was the really good looking, like, Hispanic dude that was the lead on that? Oh, I forgot the actor. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Torres. Yeah, Torres. He had the little thing. They like, oh, man, the cut off t shirt. You look cool as fuck. Yes. And I'm like, I'll tell you right now, I ain't solving that murder. Right. I'm no. sorry. Oh man, that's awful. I just want to make sure I drink my coffee and my cool hat 
and like my really nice Steve Harvey suit. Steve and Harvey. <laughs> Armani. Yeah, and, just, and then like, oh man, like that detective's going to get to the bottom of it. No, I just want to use this badge to get really great seats right. at Cardinal Games <laughs> and just bypass all the lines everywhere I go. You can park under the viaduct. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to park in a lot. <laughs> You can leave your car underneath a viaduct yeah. near fucking Bush Stadium and just walk across the street to a game and know your car is going to be there when you come back if you're a cop. I think that's, but I think if we talked about this on our radio show about the, the city county merger. I think that would be the best part because if there is a major difference between city police oh, officers yeah. and county police officers. Yeah. City police officers, again, for the most part, are very chill. They're actually, there have been several occasions where they've been very cordial to me and my group of guys because generally mm-hmm. if there's like 10 black guys out, we usually get the, oh shit, but the St. Louis city police officers like, what's good? Where y'all going? And the, the, So they're very laid back, but if we took that same group of guys and went to St. Louis County... Don't fuck with the brown shirts. Oh my Boy, God. Yes. We want to talk about... Mm-hmm. So if there were ever a merger, I just would love to see who would win that battle between St. Louis City Cops <laughs> and St. Louis County. Oh, I, I don't want to be near that battle. Ooh, That's man. a lot of bullets. I moved to Creevecourt two years ago. I haven't had a lick of liquor since then because I'm not going to me- play that game. Mm-hmm. At least once a month on Olive, mm-hmm. they have a... Uh, 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 variety checkpoint. Variety yeah. checkpoint, yeah. And I'm not messing with that. I, that's so funny. Living in St. Louis City, I love the city of St. Louis. That's why I love going to Baffour, and that's why I'm always shaking my fist when people are really like, no, this fucking suck. No, you fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't want that happened similar to me where they got they pulled me over in the city, and the guy's like, you ran a stop sign. I was like, all right, fuck, I'm going to get a ticket. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about that. Do you have drugs in your car right, right now? <laughs> but if you, if I ran that stop sign in St. Louis County, oh, I'm getting tased. Mm-hmm. Uh, my car You'd be getting down flipped. your boxer shorts oh, out yeah. the street. Oh, yeah. So they call out a second car. <laughs> yes. Oh, second car coming. If yeah. you if, if you're you drive, black, <laughs> yes, if you <laughs> black driving in St. Louis County, there will be a second car. Helicopter over here. Over oh. <laughs> you know, what? officer, I'm by myself. I don't know who else you got coming. I don't. I'm not running that risk. Uh, we That's how clueless most officers. of the world is, though. Too like you're joking about that. People will listen and laugh about that, but then those and they're laughing because they know it's true. Yeah. But those same people will go online and say that shit doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> then why the hell do you think it's funny? That's exactly. We, we we see it all the time and. Unfortunately, it is what it is, but you're right. It's the, it's the beauty yeah. of living in St. Louis, Missouri. We're all in the same gang, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> yes! What a great reference. Hey, you guys want to uh, do some mic check without mic gains? Uh, yeah, it's always anything we can do is better <laughs> that, uh, that Michael's not here. Now, he's under the weather, so I won't yell it, but Sam, if you wouldn't mind, pretty, pretty, please firing it up. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check, where Mike checks the news. You want to do it, Justin? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a couple news stories. I, I, I just want you to say happy Wednesday. Oh, happy Wednesday, right, everybody. Go. No, go ahead and fire it up, Justin. Uh, what copyright. are the news of the day? Copyright Michael Gaines. Yes. Uh, well, oh, 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 we uh, can go. We can call this segment News Just In. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Just in time for the oh, news. No, see how you just fucking oh, ruined it. Thanks yeah, a one lot. Step too far, man. And you I want just, us to pay him? <laughs> Jesus. Ain't no hot pickle you know for you this Friday. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You only get Hodex chicken now. <laughs> Hodex. <laughs> 
Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. No, no, no. I don't. I don't like it. Oh, good. You do. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how River. You fit in well here at Shock City. Go fire away. What's the news? Well, today is a very violent day because uh, just three minutes ago, police responded to an active shooter situation in San Francisco. At least two are dead uh, at a UPS sorting facility in uh, San Francisco. Are we reporting more of these, or are, are we really going through what 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 the media would call an epidemic? Well, and they were playing ba- baseball. No, this yeah. is a separate shooting. This is, a separate shooting. Oh, okay. this gotcha. is another person who sounds like maybe another disgruntled worker. I mean, you have a giant population, uh, an armed population, a bunch of mental illness. I mean, or I, I don't know. I don't know how to And round-the-clock coverage. That makes for a pretty gnarly stew, right? I think that's uh, the perfect storm right there. You Again, I think you uh, finished that point with round-the-clock coverage. And not to say these issues aren't important or vital or it's something that doesn't need to be discussed or covered because obviously I still... I'm I'm happy that we haven't normalized mass shootings yet. Well, we're getting there. I feel I like we're say, getting we? there. Uh, I don't know. I think oh, we, yeah, we, I guess. I, I, we, and we may be there. Maybe we're at that point. Like my reaction to that was just like, uh Again? And it happened. I think there was a shooting last week. A gentleman got fired, returned, shot five people at his job. And I believe that story lasted three hours in the major media. So maybe we have normalized the issue. Now, you said it's been a violent day. What else took place today? Well, today, this morning, at a uh, baseball practice for governmental workers, um, there was a shooting in Virginia by someone who's from Belleville, Illinois. Wow. Um, So this gentleman... Apparently opened up fire on a bunch of congressmen. Majority of them were Republican. They were practicing for the Democrat versus Republican softball event that was going to take place tomorrow in the Virginia area. And uh, it, I believe the one of the congressmen who were hit, he got hit in the hip, but he is going to survive. He's in stable condition. He is in stable condition. But the shooter was taken out by Capitol Police, and he died, I believe, less than an hour ago. Because of his wounds, it was announced by President Trump. Um, one thing I did see, and again, maybe that's one of those things that's become so normalized, how quick we are to discuss the origins of the shooter, mm-hmm. and then we are so quick to politicize it. I, I find that oddly... F- it's a, it's an, I wouldn't even say it's odd anymore. Maybe I keep saying odd for some reason as if it doesn't happen all it the time. It should be odd. It should be odd, but... The urgency to politicize it is fascinating to me. The guy barely was out of surgery before. Progressive radical. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. can we at least let the FBI do at least maybe yeah. six hours of work before we conclude anything? Like, what's the sense of urgency of, and it may be a guy who, for political reasons, targeted Republicans. It could be the case. It might actually be the case. Can we wait till the people whose job it is to determine that officially release that statement? Or do we do we have to, Chris? Do we have to yell progressive radical? I saw someone say that he was radicalized by the mainstream media. Jesus. What does that one even fucking mean? And two, how the fuck do you know the FBI just got on the scene? It doesn't make sense, and there is this just feeling of need to run to each side. Where and, and what has that ser- has that served anyone positively whatsoever? I mean, this always happens, and you look at it where it's like, hey, we all got to live together, dickheads. Uh, maybe right. we, maybe we attack this at its core, right. and not at some made up construct yeah. of uh, if you're a fucking elephant or a donkey. Like, really, that's what we're going to base it on? Like, uh, whatever, man. It's very I don't know. odd, but fortunately. 
at least in this particular case, his targets all will survive. And so, uh, as we just mentioned, the congressman is out of surgery. He's in stable condition. So it sounds like a situation where if it wasn't for the Capitol Police being on the scene, because I believe they were part of the security detail mm-hmm. of a couple of the congressmen who were there at the practice. If they weren't on the scene, that could have yeah, been a very, very bad deadly. situation. Well, I, and, I, and even it's like, look, I, I've acknowledged that I'm a quote unquote liberal. Uh, when it comes to my political views, I I I even I don't think there's time for a gun debate. Like my thing is I, I don't even however I may feel about guns, I'm happy to have the discussion. But I don't think right now at <laughs> this present time at barely noon, less than three hours removed from the incident, is the time to have that debate. I mean, we're going to always have it. That's fine. Congress isn't going anywhere. <laughs> this yeah. conversation isn't going anywhere. Can we allow these people's families to find out if they're okay first before we jump into the debate? But cool. this is the only time people are listening to that debate. True. So I get, like, everybody talks about guns constantly, and we tune it out because it's like, you want all everyone to have guns, access to all guns, no checks whatsoever. True. You want no one to own a gun and them all to be removed. <laughs> right. I get it. I think if, there was a, if it was a fruitful but, conversation that I knew would be had that would stir a serious conversation that would lead to maybe potential legislation on one way or the other, then maybe I would give more credence to it. I just know this is us on both sides of the aisle just yelling at each other because I, I I think the reason why we immediately do it because it's emotionally stirring. These congressmen, all you they say, were doing- I would never do this, nor the people I associate with. It's right. those people. But furthermore is that how many of us have been to softball diamonds to go to practice? How many people are going about their business today, just minding their business, doing what they normally do, and something like this can happen to any of us at any given moment. So I think the natural emotion is to put ourselves in that situation, and we get so fraught. We get so, oh, man- this is why no guns, or this is why we need more guns. I think it's the reason why I say give it 24 hours so we can emotionally remove yeah. ourselves at least yeah. from the moment because I understand the what's involved emotionally and how we can make it so personal. What else you got, my well, friend? I'm going to go to some entertainment news. Hi, um, there you go. Wait, before you move on, I just have to make one observation. Oh, get him, Chris. I'm surprised congressmen had any time for softball today considering how much softball they played with Jeff Sessions yesterday. Oh! <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Take that, Bill Maher. At SNL, uh, he is available. Oh, His name is Chris Sear. <laughs> Give me a call. Is that John Stewart over there? <laughs> John Stewart. Uh, yes, uh, Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man, he has revealed that a Spider-Man trilogy is in the works with Marvel Cinematic Universe. No surprise there. No. That's, that movie's going to make, that movie comes out, uh, I think, literally a month from this week, July from this Friday. 7th. Yeah, July 7th, so less than uh, the four weeks away. Um, that movie's going to make $14 billion. It's Of course, that's a given. And once Marvel Studios got a hold of the Spider-Man rights, it yeah. was it had to be a given that they were going to make at least three more. And They've done so I, many Spider-Man movies, though, in like the last 10 years. It's some of, I of the mean, most it's, popular it's characters. The, yeah. I, is it because it's, I mean, where it's set? I mean, what? why is it so accessible? Spider-Man why is it so was it's just one of those characters that absolutely resonated with a young generation when it, when it dropped. And to this day... People just love how it's the the neighborhood boy next door who becomes a superhero and wants to protect his community. It's, it's he's a, just an open mic comic of superheroes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like Spider Man gets out there, he just starts fighting crime. Like no training, he's just like whatever. 
I got this. Yeah. This isn't hard. I've seen it on TV. I'll be on Netflix in a month. I think he is the Ed Sheeran, if you will, of superheroes. He's a guy. People hate Ed Sheeran. Well, and yeah, and I'm not even a huge Apparently Superman Apparently he can put guy. 50 Spider-Man malt guy. balls in his mouth at once. <laughs> Ed, but do you see Ed Sheeran, do you think international pop sensation? You don't. No. And that's the way people feel about Spider-Man. You don't immediately think that, but he's a badass. Yeah. And they've been doing Spider-Man movies since, what, 2003. That was and the first. all three of them, even the bad ones still. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, they've even. done more Spider-Man movies in the last 10, 15 years, and then there's Batman movies It's out. a guaranteed only- box office smash. That movie is probably going to be the, it may likely be the highest grossing film of the summer. Yeah. I would well, be surprised if it wasn't top three for the summer. It's going the to the homecoming one that's oh, coming yeah, out. Home, you got you got a younger audience, and then you're going to still sprinkle in the beauty that is Robert Downey yeah, Jr. He's in there, yeah. Oh come on, of course. And then it's in the Marvel universe. Michael Keaton's in it. No, oh, yes, of course. Marvel, who made you care about Ant Man, <laughs> and <laughs> now has Spider Man. <laughs> like at that point, do you think the executives at Disney were like? <laughs> We're literally going to buy islands. <laughs> yeah. It's that easy. Did you see who went to go see Ant-Man? Everyone. Like We've it's, been running uphill so long. We're just going to coast, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's Disney is so well read. I, I can't. Like, And even yeah. if, just say for whatever reason, just say for whatever reason, Spider-Man tanks. They got Star Wars waiting for their ass in six months in December. <laughs> right. and Avengers. So they're good. They're, they're, yeah. they're the Avengers next summer. Or like, Ragnarok. Yes. They're like, it doesn't matter. It's at the point. Yeah. Where it's just like it's what it's what Dave Chappelle says. They really have fuck you money. I can do whatever movie I want. You're going to see it. Ain't shit you can do about it. What else you got? That is the end of Mike Check. That is checking in just in time. I I don't know. That's no. the best I had. I apologize. Maybe don't. I, I, <laughs> that work. was news just in. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Nice. Fuck, fuck you, nice. Seer. Nice one, Seer. <laughs> Sometimes you got to let the audience know, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Travis, you've got a bullshit segment that we end the show with uh, here on We Are Live. Uh, do we want to subject Mr. Chris Seer to Yes, it? he will be subjected to it. Sam! I'm leaving. I know you are taking Robitussin right now, and I do apologize, but inject it in your ass and fire really? up. Fair or foul? Is Rich, I like Robitussin. Is, is Rich back? <laughs> Hold on, let's try it again. Fire it up, sick boy! <laughs> Based on a true story, an interracial heterosexual coupling come together, but not in a gay way. Well, they're gay in a happy way, but not gay in a Liberace way. Knock it off. Focus! And, and we all love Liberace, right? It's the story of love, racism, food, and trending topics on social media. It's fair. Or foul. It's the segment that a local comedy newsletter calls pretty fucking hilarious. I don't... What? Which what one was that? Uh, it was Belleville Comic Weekly. They can it's barely. Good, it's a good one. Run their yeah. own paper. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. See, are you familiar with that? I'm not. Oh, well, you, I guess you're, you're not, not really know. connected to I mean, the local I'm mostly scene. just St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not. Right. You don't. You don't do uh, cross state shows. No, I haven't. I haven't broken nationally yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they haven't made it official, but the Cleveland Cavaliers electing not to go 
to the White House after winning the NBA Finals. Fair or foul? Wait a minute. Uh, excuse me? Ooh. Was that because you were about to lose your beard because they lost? You just said the Cavaliers aren't going to the White I say House. the Cavaliers? No, you did. Said. Wow. They weren't, they weren't invited. Yeah. That is a fraud. It's funny because they also didn't go to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely not getting invited Maybe to the White House. Fun. The Warriors are not going to the White House, allegedly. Uh, fair or foul? <laughs> Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm fair with this. They're making a choice. They don't have to go. That's fine. It's a weird thing. It's like, oh, it's tradition. It's all this. It's like, it's a marketing push for whatever. And that's fine. They don't want to go if they're not uh, in tune with the president's policies. More power to them. Pittsburgh Penguins are going. I also don't begrudge them. That's fine. Maybe that's your one fucking time. You get to have a moment like that. Sure. And you're not going to let Trump ruin it for you. For, personally, I wish that Golden State would go and then just kind of maybe, I'm not even saying do so, just go for their own enjoyment. But that's my own hope. Someone suggested they just send Matt Barnes and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> which, to, to, to which I said, oh, that's a petition I would sign. There you go. Sierra, how do you feel about this? Let me tell you, Donald Trump. <laughs> I got some notes from my teammates. <laughs> and we're going to talk about them. Sit down. I'm At this fair. point, I want other industries to be able to send people to the White House when they do something successful. Right. Like, I, I, if you win a BET award, you should be allowed to determine whether or not you go to, I want best new artists. I think I should go to the White House. <laughs> I want that for people now. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, fair or foul, another reboot, boys and girls. This time, Flatliners. Flatliners oh. reboot starring Ellen Page. <laughs> oh. Fair or foul on the Flatliners reboot. I'm going to say foul because they say, oh. they, they say the original is a cult classic. It is? It is. But... Those name those names back in the day. I don't. I, I saw the list of names. All I know is Ellen. In this same one. here. And I, I think if you're going to do this reboot, you have to do it because when the original, those were mega stars yeah. in the making. So you need. I need it. You got to throw in shit. Tom Hardy, Aziz Ansari. You just got to throw in <laughs> random. I don't Sorry. know. I just shit. felt like the casting could have been better. of all the old horror movies. <laughs> that's one I've wanted to remake. Really? Yeah. I mean, just like CGI, special effects, yeah. screenwriting, film technology, all that shit is so much better now than it was back then. And that movie was legitimately intense. It's, yeah, a, it it's a for real mindful. Yeah. Uh, can we go to Frighteners remake? Fuck yeah. Uh, but still <laughs> use Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm going to be honest. And I think we may Nick, get what, one. Nick, uh, what's the... Oh, shit. Uh, Jake Busey. <laughs> Jake Busey. <laughs> Jake God. Busey plays that death. It low, I thought you were going to say Nick Cannon. I'm like, wow. Well, well, yeah, that is too. a casting change. I, I think, the internet won't have it. <laughs> I think seeing the success of Stranger Things and seeing the early positive feedback for the It reboot, yeah. I think... Feel like Goonies has got to be around the corner, right? Yeah, yeah anything with kids. Anything yeah. with kids. I felt like that, the Goonies reboot is—it's got to be the next. The original thing. cast is trying to get another Goonie movie out. I don't want them around. You got I Sean want Astin to. doing fucking movies on Pure Flix. Yeah. Of course they want it. No, <laughs> Josh Brolin's even interested in oh, doing look, it. I want to no. see Thanos say Goonies never die. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's like actually Thanos getting ripped for Deadpool too. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is going to be Cable. Deadbolt. I love. I'm a big Brolin guy, though. I think he's a 
He's my hero. He is Thanos, right? Yes, he is Thanos. I was going to lose my nerd card. Yeah. 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 He's going to be Thanos and Cable. You can't be bold. Nick Gaines would be so pissed if he was in here right now. I'm always talking about comic book shit. (laughs) Hey, Farrah Fowle, despite her being a big Cavaliers fan, that did not deter our good friend Kevin Durant from shooting his shot at Rihanna. Fair or foul? Hey, you're the champ. You go for it, man. Have at it. I think the, I think those are the perks of winning championships. Like, I don't begrudge Trump from like literally entering the U.S. Open this weekend because you're president, and that's why you become president to do shit like that. When you win championships, you get to do shit like shoot your shot at fucking Rihanna. That's the point of winning champions. That's why everybody wins the game, not for the fucking ring, not for the banner, for you to be able to say, Rihanna, let me let me get in that ass. It's fucking fair. That is absolutely to do it. You got to work, 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 work. Nice. (laughs) I like this seer fella. Uh huh. He gets us. Again, another viable replacement for me. Man, I consume a lot of pop culture (laughs) to try and pretend I'm younger than I am. (laughs) That's great. Who who are you going after, seer, if that's you? Oh, man. Uh, Iggy Azalea. There you go. I'm just letting you know. There it is. And I'm going to be like, hey, cultural appropriation aside. You are fancy. Uh, <laughs> that nor Mo Bounce. Oh shit, man! I watched that forever. I was gonna slow mo. I'm more of a Reba McIntyre fancy guy. Oh really? Is that the route you're going if you win the championship? Reba She's McIntyre. just torn with Brooks and Dunn. Uh, how you not gonna love that? Right. Maria. You would think your odds are pretty strong, though, if you're coming off a Super Bowl and you're the MVP. Like, I can, I got a 48-hour window to shoot my shot at anybody. Reba McIntyre, the odds are strong with you oh, knocking man. that off the park. How great would it have been if Kevin Durant actually did go after Reba McIntyre? Uh, people would pay to see that. Hey, Reba, let's give him something to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Sam, Sam, cut his mic. Cut his mic. On that note... That concludes today's fair. Oh, foul. You don't dance and get all bippity-boppity. Uh, Sam is sick, like though, and he needs to literally go into his bubble, like Jake Gyllenhaal right now. Okay. Right, He's going to go inside the booth and just quarantine himself. You think that's how it goes? He's got AIDS. That's what happens. Uh, Chris Sear, thanks for coming in today, man. Hey, man. Thanks. What uh, do you have uh, What do you have coming up? What do we need to check out? Uh, I don't know. When? How far ahead? Oh, man. We'll put it out. This comes out today. Today? Oh, shit. Come out to Helium tonight, 7 Definitely. p.m. Check my name on that piece of paper they give you. And Chris, be funny so you can be there when I'm there judging the finals. Yeah, man. I will vote for you. I will do my oh. best. Thanks. Uh, uh, yeah. Congratulations. On that podcast. Here's the $50 I promised you for that vote. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I do. Comedy competition, uh, St. Louis Independent Comedy. Yes. Online. Go, uh, com. It's not my website, but it's all about the local scene. Uh, we put up a calendar of upcoming events for all the indie shows. If you run a show and it's not on that calendar, get at me. Absolutely. I'll put it on it. Thanks again for coming in, Justin. Thank you, yeah, sir. Thank you for letting me on. Great work by Sam today. Happy to have him back. Took a shot at Rich earlier. That doesn't feel right. It's not sitting with me. I like Rich a lot. That's <laughs> He's a very talented, nice young man. Uh, Travis, uh, you were here. I was here. Uh, check out our morning show, St. Louis Live, 7 to 10 a.m., five days a week, 9.20 a.m., and download all the free play media podcasts like Band from Ringside. Let's get comfortable. And, of course, the great and talented, my favorite podcast oh. that I'm a part of that a oh. comedian calls in on. 
from California or wherever he's at. And Bag me, it up. And my co-host, my favorite podcast that I'm on that my co-host is Canadian. <laughs> National Bag Radio. There we go. Be sure Sounds to download fun. that as well. Thanks to everybody. We'll see you Friday. <laughs>